What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Endless Sales Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, John, and I'm joined by Ross and Francis. How are you boys doing? All good, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad, mate. Buzzing to get into this. Obviously, we're coming off the back of a fantastic result at the weekend there. Uh, just pull up some corn. Brown's in. News for Dem- Desmond, Elon Musk made an approach to buy sweat particles generated by my head to fuel his new rockets. <laughs> <laughs> for Foxtrot <laughs> Pizzi's in, he'll heal mate Anthony, he'll heal mate Jed Evening Hi, trips so. Hi, welcome in everybody, thanks again for joining us uh, Obviously as I said uh, Fantastic result boys uh, At the weekend there, 7-0 uh, Against St Johnson, quite possibly The <coughs> best performance Of the season so far, arguably Um just a couple of things I just want to run over in terms of stats for the game. Eight. Uh, did it go completely dark, did it? Completely black, eh? Completely. Mm. Let me see if I can turn the wee light on. Uh, hopefully that will stop it going pitch black. <coughs> I don't know what it is. My, my monitors and that keep shutting off themselves. I need to look into that. Uh, but I, anyway, back to the game. 84% possession, uh, 23 shots on goal, 10 of them on target, scoring seven. Uh, and St. Johnson be limited to one shot on t- uh, one shot at goal, zero on target. Absolutely dominating performance, uh, Ross. What was your overall thoughts on the game? Uh, ah, it was like you say, it was an absolutely dominating performance. Uh, that I mean, that goal that uh, I think it was O'Reilly's second one. The the play there was um, I, th- I think there was something like forty six passes in that, and I mean you have to look at it like. <clears throat> Although it was great play for Celtic, patient, brilliant build up, more that you have to question St Johnston for no getting close to anybody. They, they never laid a glove on Celtic. I don't know if it was because Celtic were that good they couldn't get close enough to them, but the, the goal was phenomenal and it started off in the corner with Greg Taylor and a wee bit of dancing, and then passed it off and it just went from there. It was it was a fabulous goal and I the performance all round was pretty much faultless. I mean, yep. off the back of the Rangers game, you you want to, you don't want to get that sort of um like you've you've hit that high and then you you, you come down a wee bit and you you have yep. a, a bit of a jaded performance uh, and it, it was no even close to that. It was like you say, probably the performance of the season. And we're almost saying that almost after every game now. Uh, and it's it's going with what Ange had said that like he wants he wants to be at, his, at the team at the top level at this stage of the season, putting in their their best performances, and that's what they're doing right now. And again, you, you can't speak highly enough. Uh, every player who's featured, uh, and we're, we're, we just see the finish in sight now, and I think we're just going to go full throttle and wipe everybody out. Aye, absolutely. I mean, it's hard to disagree with anything you said there, Ross, but like you mentioned, though, um, it seems to be after every game we're talking about how good the performance was and that pre- the previous game being the performance of the season uh, for us to only then put in a performance like that. And I just came out after it and he says, we're still no hit the levels he's expecting us to hit. We're still no hit that the top gear. And we've been talking about it since the start of the season. At very early doors, we scored. A, we had a couple of games where teams didn't know what to do with us, and we, we we scored quite a few goals. 
Uh, but then they obviously started to, to 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 play a lot more defensive against us and sort of put every man behind the ball, so to speak, uh, and it made things difficult for a while. Uh, but obviously, <laughs> through the, with each game that we play and each game that passes, you can see the team starting to learn how we sort of break that down and and they're becoming more and more confident the longer they, the more they play with each other. You can see them they're starting to click now. Everything just sat, all the pieces of the puzzle just seem to be falling in place. So, but for Ange to come out and say that it's he's uh, still know where we want to be, that that in itself is exciting because you're looking at that game and you're thinking that that was a perfect performance, Francis. Obviously, I want to touch on the we'll touch on each of the seven goals individually and just sort of have a wee chat about them. Um, but I just want to see what what was your initial uh, thoughts in the game, Francis. That's similarly what you just said there, John. It's, it's a bit like Groundhog Day. We're just in the best performance of the season. But I think that was that it's hard to go to argue against that being not being the best performance of the season. And and like what Ross was saying, sometimes after getting such a good result previously against Rangers and stuff, and I mean in my mind the league's the league's pretty much done for me. Like so it's it'd be easy for to sort of hit that the highs of the last week then sort of a kind of flatten out and it could be a flat performance in a tricky game and stuff like that but and maybe even a bit of complacency could have maybe crept into the team but I mean you got that early goal and it just put to bed any any idea of complacency and then a seven 0 obviously puts puts to bed that any complacency has got to creep in and I think Ange actually said on the Friday that anybody that is complacent will get left behind. So he's saying all the right things. The team looked like see the, they see the finish line and they look like they're desperate to get there. And there's there's absolutely no negatives you can find. Well, I'd say the only negative is Jack and Mac has taken two touches to score a goal. It just sort of alludes to the... Like, I mean, if that's what we're pitting at, it just, it, just sort of, <laughs> that, that, it just sort of puts in perspective, though, just how, how dominant we were in that game and, and, and how one-sided it was. I mean, uh, I think earlier on, who was it that said that it flattered them? I mean, we could have easily hit double figures. There was numerous mm-hmm. chances, um, and a lot of them were pretty close as well. And fair play, the keeper managed to save a few. So, I mean... It's it, a good keeper, huh? Uh, Listen, the seven nothing does it, it, it. That aside, he showed last season he's worth. Mm. I mean, it, it's it's weird because when you think about it, that that's a that was a second best team in Scotland at the time, or the best team in terms of trophy holes. Mm. Um, so I mean, it was a, it was a absolutely fantastic result. And as I say, we'll get to all the games. Ryan Kelly's come in. <coughs> uh, Martin K's in. Ryan Kelly, welcome, boys. <laughs> Uh, just drop a ball to my header is why we need them next year. It was a fantastic. Well, again, we'll touch on everything uh, mm-hmm. in, in just a minute. Uh, Brown's coming, my header chasing back to the game position, seven level up, three minutes to go. Uh, and, yeah. Mate, he, he seems to be doing this every single game. Um, and I, I just want to touch on his performance overall. He, he won man of the match and deservedly so. He, he's been absolutely outstanding, contributed with a goal as well. And he, he, I mean, he's, he's been a revelation this year. Uh, Ross, what, what was your opinion on or, on Maeda uh, in his performance? He's he's a it, in terms of work rate, I've never seen anything like it. Honestly, haven't mm. It's 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 incredible. It's it's measured like we've said before. It's no like he runs about like a headless chicken. 
What I will say is, I don't think he's the best on the ball. I don't think his first touch is that great. But in terms of what we want to do as a team, he leads for the front, as Kyogo did, if not better in terms of pressing. And like the way Kyogo pressed earlier in the season is yep. something that I've not really seen. Certainly watching Celtic anyway, and now Maeda's doing it to an even higher level, and he never looks, he never looks tired. He just keeps going and going and going, and it's it's a joy to watch. And I said in the last pod, podcast, excuse me, um, that he's at the minute he's he's pretty much undroppable, uh, and uh, I mean I think you'll probably see him playing through the middle if Jake Marcus doesn't make it on Sunday, but I think Jake Marcus will make it. Um, he's just, he's a freak of nature uh, in the mm-hmm. nicest possible way. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's just incredible what he does. And we, we knew he had that in his locker, but no way did I think it, it was going to be to the, the level where it is. I'm sure Postacoglu has said something along the lines of, like he's pressing uh, that that side of his game is like world class. It is. It's, there's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. If if you were talking about if if the rest of his game, and there's nothing wrong with his game by the way, but if the rest of his game was at the level he's pressing, then he he would be one of the top players in the world. He's exceptional. It's it's absolutely unreal, and you you mentioned obviously uh, his work rate and his energy levels and the, the, his pressing being in a whole other level. I've never seen anybody, even at the highest level, and in, in some of the world's best teams, press like that and run for ninety minutes the way he does, and it's absolutely staggering to watch because anybody who's played football, it, and I mean, we we are no athletes by any means, but it's okay. Uh, but no, but I mean, like what I'm saying is, is if 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 you try running ninety minutes in a game of football is hard going for anybody, and he he just doesn't seem to take a break. And so, in fact, something uh, who's it? I'm not trying to find the. Co- I just read a comment there. Oh, I can't see it. Uh, but they mentioned that. Um, my dad, he's 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 done a season and a half. I mean, remember he came for the the, the, the a full season in Japan. And then came straight over here, and has done another half season with us, and he's not up once. He's no skipped a beat. He's been he's been non-stop since then. And for most players, that's unthinkable. You, you would never expect that for them. Um, Alex has come in. Any news on Jack and Marcus? I haven't heard anything, mate. I don't know if any of these boys have, but uh, the only thing mm-hmm. I've heard in terms yeah. of players and fitness potentially is Turnbull. Again, seems to have got picked up a knock. He that he's the only one that I've seen or read that that could potentially be a doubt for the weekend. Um, and, and see, do you know? Do you know what? Like, sorry, John, but no, I mean, no. if Turnbull's Turnbull's a doubt, right? At the start of the season, you'd be like coming into this game. If Turnbull's a doubt, you'd be like going, "Oh my God, no, no, what have we got today?" Mm-hmm. And now we've got either O'Reilly or Rogic that that can play and. The greatest respect to Turnbull, he might be third choice for that position, but our third choice is like a top player. Yeah. It's the, the, the three choices for that number ten role are incredible. That's yeah. and that's why we're top of the league, and that's why we will win the league because we've got the best squad and the best quality, and that's it. Yeah. 
deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a fair point. Obviously, you don't want to see any player coming injured because obviously we're just starting to get everybody back to fitness and Turnbull coming back after being off quite a lengthy time anyway. Um, it was good seeing him back. And again, he was another player who had a fantastic game at the weekend uh, and he showed what he's capable of. Some of his passing was incredible. Um, I want to just uh, touch on the goals then, right? So we'll, we'll run through all seven goals. Obviously, the first goal, eight minutes, Rio Hatati, <coughs> another peach, just at the edge of the box, just taking his shooting on sight and, and, and obviously reaping the rewards for it. What did you think of the goal, Francis? I'm sure he had like a wee chance earlier on in the game as well, before that, before the score, but uh, it was it was a good good persistence for you. I think it was McGregor down like a couple of times, eh, no McGregor, sorry, Taylor, a couple of times tried to cut it back, then eventually McGregor, <laughs> and like you say, just it was first first time shot, just sweeped it and across the keeper and, and the far corner it just like a touch of it, put put to bed any nerves within what might have been within the crowd and stuff. You got that early goal, was, uh, and then there was obviously got to be no sort of a hangover for the game the week before. You were just got to keep going and keep going. It. And I think it'll do attack the power of good. He was coming on to a kind of game, but I felt like I brought said those occasion got the better of myself, or it, it just it wasn't one of his best performances. So hopefully that gives him a bit of confidence going forward and stuff. But uh, it was it was a really nice goal. I think like if you take it, obviously we've got to talk about all the goals, but like all the goals in isolation were really good in a different and all different manners. Yeah. Absolutely. For for me, the 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 what I like about Hatati is he seems to have. He does need like what we're seeing a lot this season is us try to work the ball into the box and, and cross the ball into the box, and it's not been fruitful for us. And at times we've discussed it on the podcast as well when we've says we need to be taking shots at, at range and and testing the keeper and pulling the defence out because they're so compact at times, and Hatati done that and. He's been doing that. He's he's no he's no scared to take a shot. Turnbull is another one that does that. Um, Ross, but what did what did you think of the goal? Like I said, it was it was just at the edge of the, the edge of the box. He turned, he, he hit it, and it was an absolute peach. Aye, it like you say, he, he, he likes to hit it early if given the opportunity. Doesn't always come off, but when it does, it's 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 great. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, but I mean, it, it was it was no more than Celtic deserved uh, for the opening period. Uh, the way they started the game, they they, they pinned St Johnson back, St Johnson back, and that that was how the game panned out. Like for for minute one to the the final minute, but it was good. Like Franny said, it was good persistence down the left hand side uh, for Taylor, and he eventually gets it. I think it. I think it was the second time he asked me to go across to uh, Hatati, and he's took it early and put it. It's been right across the keeper into the far corner. Just a good goal, uh, and it just set the tone for the rest of the game. Yep, absolutely. Um, a fantastic goal, and then obviously the second goal uh, was Jackie Marcus uh, on the 22nd minute. and this this comes down to the obviously, and it it, it sort of shows that our high press as well. Um, <coughs> Not just in an attacking sense, but as soon as they've got the ball, we're pressing them. And we can see it throughout the team, tap to bottom. We don't let up. Players are just throwing you straight away. As soon as, you're, as, soon as you've got the ball in possession, we, we smother you. Uh, and Jackie Marcus's goal, obviously, a result of a, bad, a poor pass back. Jackie Marcus reacted perfectly, managed to get off the mark, 
catch the ball, take a touch, and then left himself at the tightest of angles. Honestly, I didn't think he was going to score it uh, at the angle he was at, but he managed to hit it clean uh, and he <coughs> scored it. Francis, what what about the Jack and Max's goal? What, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, a bit like before anybody goes, it was a kind of Larson S type finish. It was just in the contact, but I don't think you can fault Maeda's working. Although he never even touched the ball in the lead up to the goal, his pressing caused a wee bit of uncertainty in the, the St. Johnston defence. And the boys obviously are running back to goal with Maeda pressing him, and then he's just he's played a poor back pass. Jakimakis has anticipated it and then just one touch around the keeper for a tight angle and he's he's squeezed the ball in and just carried on his good form. It's just it's unfortunate he went off injured, but hopefully it's more precaution at this stage that he's off because I think he's he's proved that he's kind of key for us right now, especially the way we're playing. Yeah, absolutely. And what about yourself, Ross? What did you think of the goal? I just just a typical Giacomakis, a uh clinical, uh, doesn't need many chances, he's he's just a, he's just an out-and-out goal scorer for me uh, and he, he gets he gets the touch past the keeper and you think the chance is gone uh, but he somehow squeezes it in for that ridiculous angle uh, and it just pays to the, the fact that he, he's a, a top striker and a, it was a top stripe, striker's goal Absolutely, a couple of guys are in here two touches for the big man he's showing off <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Jack Marcus nearly left back was in trouble for my day. I mean, again, we've touched on this in previous episodes. About, I mean, we've saw Jack Marcus sort of come into his game, and he's proved a lot of people who sort of wrote him off early on uh, when he started playing, uh, and he was missing a few chances. And people were saying maybe he's not got it, but he was given the time. Obviously, and just put his faith in him, and he started to gel with the guys around about him, and he showed that he's capable of scoring goals. And like we've we've touched on. Everything's been in one touch. He's, he's a proper poacher's type of goals that he's scoring. But he also does a lot off the ball. As you touched on in terms of... He, he, he's quick to press players as well. His movement's fantastic. And he, he just obviously, as, as you mentioned, he's, he's shown himself to be a really, really important player. So hopefully that injury or, or that knock that he's picked up isn't, he, isn't he more serious. But again, on the on back of that, if it is, at least Kiel goes back. And we've got somebody who... You can rely on to step in. Uh, speaking of Maeda, though, obviously goal number three, 36 minutes. Um, ball came in, whipped into him, and uh, he headed it in his low, uh, his near post. Uh, Francis, uh, pretty standard goal. Uh, done well to sort of create, create space. I, I was surprised at the space he was actually given, to be honest. Uh, but he managed to get in the end of it and he tucked it away. What was your thoughts on that? Uh, it was, again, another good goal like Jota. Get, got out wide and then just sort of one touch whipped it in and he has got that like Jota I don't think gets the credit he deserves for, for his crossing he has got a really good crossing where he, he can whip it and it kind of loops up like it goes high and dips down quite well and stuff uh, James Arthur wouldn't be staying in the travel was when he's doing that's what I'm going to say <laughs> maybe uh, he does we don't know that Franny <laughs> but uh, maybe he was talking about me maybe <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but I, it was just, it was a really, really good cross, and like, he does that so often. I think Jota that type of type of cross, but it's a big whoop, and just a dip, and it's really good. And Maeda just in the and a and a the right place, sort of, and then heads it in. It kind of looked like it came off his shoulder a wee bit, and I, I think the keeper should have done better. But nonetheless, he's got the goal that his first half uh, performance 
they deserve them. And uh, it's just, my head, just keeps on going. It's got another goal to add to his talent and stuff. So it's just got to keep, keep giving him confidence and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people are still saying that for all my his my his work rate and everything else and what he does off the ball and he's pressing and he he's he's, been, he's defensive side he's chasing everything for ninety minutes, regardless of what the scoreline is. But a lot of people are still very critical with the fact that he's not a goal scorer or he doesn't appear to be. But maybe somebody can in the chat can tell me is it something like nine goals he scored or or I feel like, to be fair, nice. It's all Aye. wee shitey goals, but they all count, and exactly. he's in the right place at the he's right in the time. Place to score the shitey goals, Aye, <laughs> and, and he, ta- he takes the chances. He, he's there. Aye. Not totally. Well, elaborate, Ross. We're talking about his goal here. Let's go. Um, oh, and the goal. Um, Aye, I, I, I thought the goal was uh, well. First of all. I, I, I can't speak highly enough of Jota's cross, as Brown Warrior says there. Um, I, I, you can see that the way he kind of chops back inside a bit, and it's a very deliberate pick out because you see him looking up just before he hits the cross. And Maeda's made a kind of late dart, and he sort of, although it's a cross into the box, he sort of beat the offside trap a bit. And as Franny says, it's the, the whip and the, the dip on the cross and it's right into a dangerous area. And it, I mean, you're saying that Jacob Marcus isn't a, a great goal scorer, but for me, he takes that brilliant. It comes in and it's whipped in and the only thing he can do with it is glance it in at the near post. Could Maida. the keeper do better? What did I say? Jacob Marcus. Did I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Aye. <laughs> Aye, close. I was like, where's he gone with this? Aye, <laughs> only, only a couple of letters out. <laughs> no, but um, aye, as I say, Maeda, um, we're saying he's not a great goal scorer, but he does the only thing he can do with that. And mm. you, you can maybe ask, should the keeper do better? But the way that the, the pace on the ball, and then he gets a glance on it, the keeper's probably watching it, and then there's the wee nick, and it just, he can't react in time. And it's it's just a, a great finish for Maeda in my opinion. And uh, you're saying there like he's maybe not a great goal scorer, but I don't think he's not the he's not the central striker. He isn't a central striker. Yep. So you're you're not expecting him to be the talisman if you like. But you you're you're wanting me like Jota does, like Abada does, you're wanting me to chip in with goals. And at the moment face came in at Celtic. That's exactly what he's doing, and there, there's more than just him chipping in with goals. We've got goals all over the park. It's mm. it's fantastic. And that, that obviously showed at the weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Six different goal scorers. No. Yep. Feel I mean, it. It, 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 <laughs> feel I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Wanky made a good point. He's, I mean, and it's frightening when you think about George crossing, Midas pace. Jack and Marcus' strength is going to cause problems for teams, and then you, you, that's before we even get to Kyogo or Bad O'Reilly, Rogic, Turnbull. The team, Bang in on. terms of depth, is just <clears throat> absolutely incredible. Uh, and, and like I say, Kyogo coming back, and that was exciting for me. I, I, I loved it. We'll get to that in just a minute. Um, but I want to touch on, obviously, uh, goal number four, uh, Juranovic. Uh, as cool as you like, penalty, 52nd minute. Uh, did you first of all did, was did you think it was definitely a penalty and was was uh, was he the right choice to take a goal? Uh, well, you could have maybe had a good game, Starfield, considering the this 
the situation just to try and get him a goal back. Nah, I did hear some good. people there. Uh, I think it was uh, the the boys uh, with Celtic TV um, mm. were saying that it was like but, they're playing every week. Starfield scores a goal. Uh, but I think that's it was probably the right thing to do to keep it to Juranovic because there might be a key penalty coming up and stuff. So it just kind of keeps him in the river, mate. He's scoring. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, I think it was the right decision to get to Juranovic. I don't think I think Ange is a sentiment type guy. I don't know if he would have been happy if, even though we're up three 0 if Starfoot went on and took it and missed it. I don't know. If Post-Cogel I don't know. Like they, they had Jake Amaka sitting man against Livingston. It should have been Juranovic yeah. all day long. I know, but that, I think that was also way back earlier eh, where he was just he's maybe trying to get goal, to get the goals tally up and stuff. Aye. And fairness, the Starfield did come close as well. Did you know it, it was a fair I corner? Know. I think. It, he, sure. it was. It was. It ended up wide. He, he just couldn't direct it to go, but he, he managed to get the head. No. But uh, I mean, again, it's only a penalty. There's not too much to really say about it. The keeper dived the right way, but Juranovic obviously took it too far away from him. And, and, and again, as cool as you like when it comes to penalties, Ross. Aye, I've said it months ago. I've never been as confident in my entire time of watching Celtic. I've never been as confident. With a player hitting a penalty kick, and I, I'm going to stick my neck in the line and, and say I would go as far as to include the king in it. I think mm. he's right up there with him as a penalty taker, if not better. I just, I, he just never looks like he's going to miss. And I know the keepers guessed the right way on uh, Saturday, and he's got close, but it was just like so, like perfectly positioned in the corner. He couldn't get near it, had the perfect amount of pace on it, and it was low, it was along the ground. Everything that you want in a penalty, and everything that makes it difficult for a keeper, it was a perfect penalty. He's ice in his veins when he's hitting them. It, it yep. almost looks arrogant, he's so cool. Uh, and for me, it was a stonewall penalty kick. Uh, the defender, it, it's he's not deliberately fouled him, but it's kind of coming together, but he's he's running into a. Uh, I can't even get the players' names right tonight. <laughs> he's running into Hitati and like he he stopped him from getting a, a scoring opportunity, and it's it's a penalty all day long. Var or Nova. <laughs> yeah, as you say, he's got ice in his veins, and he, when he steps up to take a penalty, you're you're just you're confident that he's going to score it. Uh, that brings us on to O'Reilly super sub. Comes on the park, scores two goals, two goals within minutes of each other. A lad, uh, obviously his first goal in the seventieth minute, uh, diving header. Uh, who was it? Was it Abada that nearly caught in the end of an overhead kick when aye. the ball was whipped in? Because uh, when I seen it, I thought it, I thought he hit it. Aye. aye, but it's when you seen it from another angle, you saw that uh, O'Reilly got the head to it. But again, uh, we diving header, fantastic goal, took it well. Uh, but it was his, this second goal, and this is the one everybody's talking about. And this is one we touched on at the start of the show. Um, how many passes did you say it was, Ross? I, th- like it, might have been, it was forty-six, but I don't know if there was. I don't know if I missed one or two passes right at the start when I watched it back. It was definitely forty-six. It's forty-something. It's forty-something. Yeah. Aye, ridiculous. And I, I think just about or every player did touch the ball at least twice. And it, it was absolutely fantastic. And you mentioned that the, the move started down in the. Uh, under pressure in, in their own corner, mm-hmm. the corner flag uh, with Taylor, who 
he's as of late he's been surprising me. I, I never I didn't think that he had that in his bag. But he managed to he managed <laughs> to like you said, he just kinda done a wee pirouette, a wee dance, managed to get the ball clear and, and th- that's what started to move. So um uh, the, the the second goal though and then the way he took it when when the ball in the box shades of Rogic all over it. Uh, mm-hmm. when he took that little touch, the hes- the hesitation, the pause, got the defender off guard. Ten another wee touch and then struck it into the top corner. Beautiful goal, Francis. And like I say, stuff like Faye Taylor just at the back, just be about a yard to play with, really. And not once did they panic. I mean, I up for now, it's, it's probably a wee bit easier not to panic, but it just it, it had confidence in his ability that he was not going to take the easy route out and just chuck it up the line and get ourselves up, up the park, maybe 20, 30 yards and wait for St Johnston to attack again. So it was it was really good in that. And like I think it's the boy Tam Selleck on Twitter's done the video where he puts it over uh, with Angie's speech at the, the start of the season. And I think if you watch uh <laughs> I think if you watch I'm that talking about in pens. Not just <laughs> no all right play. Daniel's calling you out. <laughs> I know. And, uh, <laughs> I, if you like if you if you haven't seen that video, I'd go and go and check it out on Twitter because, like, it's so on point. It's edited so good. How he's saying, if we pass fast, like, and all that stuff, like, if it doesn't happen, if we pass it in there, it doesn't happen to come back out and start again. And like, it's been edited so good that you can actually pretty much see that. Like when he's saying that, like, doing that chat and then putting it with that move, it's like that whole conversation, that whole speech is that goal essentially. And not once was like when you watch it with that when not once was any of the passes like that like to really ten four, five, six touches on the ball. I it came back out for time to time, but it was it was a method to why it was coming. It was not like resetting, it was just it was coming out to try and draw them out, and then it just got to a stage, like you said, where it got into a position in the final third, then it started, the play got quicker again and more direct, and then, like you said, I came to Riley, he sort of a dummy to, to shoot, then just whipped into the top corner, it was just, it's, it's goal, if that doesn't get goal of the season, it's, it's got to take a lot of beating for that now to be goal of the season, I think. Yep. I, I don't, I, for me, Ross, and you can, well, you can comment on it yourself in just a minute, but for me, I thought the, the build-up play to the goal was more impressive than the goal itself, and, how how it all started just added to it, um, but mm-hmm. I, I mean it was still, still a good touch, Ross. What was your thoughts on? The, well, I mean you can you can comment on both these goals at this stage if you want. What's mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on the Riley? Um, well, I mean the the goal with the forty six passes, it, it was a phenomenal team goal. You just kind of speak highly enough it. Forty six passes and it ends up in the top C. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, aye, it was it's like Fran, that video Franny's talking about. It's like you said that it just sort of it, it fits perfectly, and it's that whole goal was exactly what what Ange's been drumming into them for nine ten months now. Uh, like if you're on the far side, you're still involved. If the ball's on the far side, you're still involved. You're always moving. Keep the ball moving. If the opponent wants to stop, that that's good for us. We we never stop, and it's. That, that that saying just gets me going all the time. <laughs> we don't fucking stop. It's mm. it's amazing, man. It's, now, isn't it? Aye, it's a tremendous saying. And but, I was watching the off a wee bit slightly off topic here, but I was watching the Man City Liverpool game on Sunday, right. 
Uh, on that note, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but uh, the guys in the studio, Gary Neville, uh, was it, who was in there? Roy Keane, I think. But they were all mm-hmm. talking about they love the, both teams, like, and they kept saying, oh, they never stop, they, they keep going in that. And I thought, that's just, that's what Ange is bringing to us. And I'm not saying by any stretch it'd be as good as the two teams, but we're, we're trying to be, we're trying to play that style. And it's the, the now in the modern game, it's the right way to play football. And I watched the two teams as well, playing it across the back. And at times, they couldn't play through the other team's press and they were losing the ball, but they still kept doing it, still kept doing it, still kept doing it. And that's what Celtic are doing. And they're just, they just believe in the way they want to play. And they're, they're just, we all know it, they're not going to veer for it. But the more they do it, they're just going to keep getting better and better. And, I mean, the the squad and the team itself, it's fully quality and it's it's great. But you wonder in the summer who who he's going to sort of add because right now the the whole squad is in a great place and every position you, you could probably make a case that they could maybe add somebody to the left back row because I I think Greg Taylor's doing amazing but is there enough cover there or is there somebody that can come in and be better? Other than that, you look at if we can keep Carter Vickers, we're good in there. I, I don't know if you, I, I've totally went off on a tangent here, by the way. I get that. <laughs> we're talking about the goal, but I've just, I've just been half in one. But aye, you just, you try to work out how we can make the team better than what it is. But domestically, the team's ready. It's set up. It's by far and away the best team in the league. But going into the Champions League, you just don't know. You, I worry that although it's brilliant, it's easy in the eye and stuff like that, teams don't get after you the same in Scotland as what they do in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I worry that this team are maybe a bit like the Rodgers team, whereas they're outstanding, easy in the eye, but when they go into Europe, they find it very difficult because they're no changing. And we all love it that they're no veering and no changing for the way they want to play, but sometimes in Europe, you have to be a bit more... What's the play word? The no. I, I play the no. fixture. But the the, the way that... Ange, Ange has signed a certain type of player to play a certain type of way, and they're not going to be able to play, I don't know, just for talking sake, say we got Real Madrid in the group or something. They're not going to be able to play that way where... Well, I was, in saying that, I was going to say they're not going to be able to play that way, but they've done it at Ibrox that, that second half. So, I think he's got to set out into kind of... Aye, he's, he's going to set out. Aye, that's my worry for Europe because the team is great, but is the quality to play that way at a, a high enough level to hold your own in the Champions League and no take a scud? I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's a very valid point, Ross. And I think that one of the things we need to also remember is when we were playing in Europe at the start of this season, we were still in the very early stages of the, the guys playing together and they were still getting to grips with the system and sort of mm-hmm. gelling with one another. Uh, and we've brought players in since then um, that have definitely added some quality. And it's it's a case of, even then, 
um, we're showing no fear against these teams now, and, and we showed, we, despite the fact that we 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 lost them, we we actually done we made we gave a good account of ourselves in most games. I thought that we we despite the fact that we maybe lost some goals, we, we still gave the teams a game, and we, we were a threat, a goal scoring threat at every point during those games, and there was never the, the, the teams can't take us lightly the way we're playing. So I think we. I mean, you make a you make a, a very good point. How how is that going to work in Europe going forward, especially when you're coming to the Champions League, which is a different ball game altogether? And like, should you be adjusting the team then to sort of play the fixture as we said defensively against teams who are going to be doing the exact same as we're trying to do to them to us? The, the, you like see your Barcelona's, your Bayern Munich's, and all that. They they are going to cause teams all sorts of problems. So it's a, it'd be very interesting to see, but I think with the way the team is at the minute, and I don't know if you agree with this, Francis, or even Ross, if, if you do, but I think that it's we're night and day for where we were then. And right. like you say, a couple of... You, you can you get uh, Carter Vickers permanent. I don't know the situation with Jota, um, but if, if he doesn't sign, because I think he's been offered a new contract, a contract by Benfica, at least that's what I'm hearing. Um... Uh, they, they they seem quite keen to keep him, so he's got that decision to make. Um, is that a player that you then do you look at the team you've got the new and then say we still need to replace him? Um, and like you mentioned, the left back, uh, Greg Taylor, I've I've said it a number of times, and he's he's been impressing me as of late. But as as a European caliber, is it, is he going to be able to do what he's doing against St. Johnson, uh, against a, a a Liverpool or a, a Bayern Munich and all that? So. I mean, it remains to be seen uh, what we'll do uh, going forward. But obviously, the magnificent seven uh, after all the goals, you, you just wanted, you never wanted to get me in. You wanted us to keep scoring. But Abada popped up in the seventy-eighth minute. Now, this all started a ball over the top by Kyogo. Your people, he just made his comeback. Yeah, the the applause he got when he came on the park was as big as any of the goals we scored. And um, it was fantastic to see the the, the wee man back. But the, he, he had a beautiful pass over the top. Um, Maeda got an end yet. Ross, you said earlier that he's not got the best first touch, but I thought his touch to bring that ball down was perfect. And it could have, if 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 this was a greedier team, and it was a team of individuals, Maeda could have continued to chase that ball. He certainly got the pace, and then tried to score the goal himself. But he left it because he seemed by uh, Abada coming in, and it, Abada struck it perfectly and hit the, the roof of the net. What was your thoughts on the goal? That who was that for me? Aye. Whoever wants to answer. I, um, I, sorry, like said it perfectly. I, I think the the Kyogo, the ball was. You see him again, similar to Jota. He picks it up, get gets the touch out for his body, and he just sees uh, Maeda's run, and he picks him out perfectly. And I, I agree. Uh, I, I did say that. Uh, Let's get this right, Maeda. Has <laughs> um, <laughs> he got the best touch? Uh, and he did. It, I think he took it in the chest. He, he took it well. It, it was kind of. It wasn't he getting away from him. He was going to catch it, but I think he would have had to then take a touch and then try and turn on it and get the shot off. Whereas Abada was running onto it. He's recognised that, and it sort of epitomises the the team spirit and the. The unselfishness and the the collective that he's just pulled it and let Abada have the shot, uh, and again Abada, what nineteen twenty year old, 
you look at that and everybody's raving about Jota the now and how good he's been. Uh, and he has went off the boil slightly. But, I mean, you look at Abada on the other side and I think he's had every bit as good a season as Jota. He's maybe no... He doesn't, he's probably not getting the recognition because he's not as pretty on the ball. But I think he's he's got more goals than Jota. I don't know if he's got more assists. But he's had every bit as good a season as Jota. And for a guy to come in for another country uh, with a £4 million price tag, he's repaid that no end. Uh, and he's been exceptional for us. Uh, and another goal at the weekend and he's come off the bench that's he's came off the bench on Saturday and O'Reilly's came off the bench and we've got three goals fair substitutes now I know the game was away for St Johnson by the time they've came on but again I think we stay the 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 squad and everybody like doing their bit two guys coming off the bench and giving us three goals it's it's tremendous what about you? I was just going to say, Valerie, I was the only team that can stop us by constraining. Well, you answering Ryan, I know. <laughs> <answer that. laughs> uh, and uh, like Ross said, that I bad it. Like, it was a nice, almost a quarterback type pass for Kyogo, then chested down, and my uh, I just rattled it in. And uh, it's like he's, he's, he's had a fantastic season. I think it's 25 goal contributions, but obviously split between assists and uh, goals and for a guy that's just came in to a new team at 19 now 20 to have that kind of impact in, in one season and with games to spare and like you say it's not he's not been featuring late well not featuring from for the start lately and it's doesn't seem I'm not discontent that I think he's potentially playing a wee bit better because he's coming on saying almost showing that going look Try to I was good at the status and I've, I can I can contribute in this team and uh, it's just that it's great to see just like six different goal scorers just showing that it's a team even at that sort of stage like we said Maida could have easily just been greedy tried to get the goal he and get another one but now he's seen that Abada was in a better position to get the goal I just wish Abada was a wee bit more like that. I think he broke away after that and had a chance to cut it back to Kyle but I mean he had the shot was there for him, but it was the easier one would have been to cut it back to Kelgo, but you uh, can't really be picking flaws after Saturday. Nah, no when you're, no when you're up six goals, <laughs> seven goals. <laughs> well, like I say, I'd, 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 I was hoping, that the only thing I was praying for, like, I didn't matter how many goals were scoring, but when Kelgo came on, I was just praying he got a goal, he just marked his comeback. Yeah, I just thought that would have been fantastic. <coughs> um but I, I mean, seven goals scored, as we mentioned earlier, quite possibly the best game we've had all year. Uh, in terms of performances anyway, it was flawless. Um, everybody was on point. I don't think there was anybody who didn't have a good game. McCarthy, maybe, because he was on later and you never really had much time to sort of implement yourself in the game. But everybody else, top to bottom, who played in that game was absolutely uh, outstanding. Uh, Maida aside, because obviously he won Man of the Match, who who was your other... If you could pick two other standouts, Ross, who who would you pick? Um, that's a tough question, because they were all really good. I think you, you, Matt O'Reilly's contribution kind of go unnoticed. I think mm. he, he looked head and shoulders above everybody when he came on. 
Uh, who else? I, I think obviously Cal McGregor just does what Cal McGregor does. Uh, struggling, <laughs> struggling to pick MD out like fully. I just think everybody um, played. It was there was nobody, obviously barring Maeda, there was nobody that absolutely stood out. Miles, I just think the full team played as a collective. We keep using that word collective, so that's what it is. They they all played as a team. There was no individuals in that performance on Saturday, and for me, it was it probably was our best performance of the season. Uh, well, I don't know because the probably for the full ninety minutes, it probably was. I think our best was maybe the first half against Rangers. I think we were exceptional at, at Parkhead. Uh, so, but we just keep getting better and better, and you just hope that they continue this form uh, going into the the final uh, five games of the season. Now that the the, the split's been announced, yep. I, I, I can't see them not continuing the form. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just it's not even a, a a really good moment now. They're just dominating everybody, and they're the best team in the league by. Uh, some distance for me. I would agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think we're, we're head and shoulders above everybody else in the league at the minute, and we've proved it. Um, what about yourself, Francis? Quickly, just two two other names who played at the weekend there that you were, that were standouts. I think, like like Ross said, O'Reilly, you can't. It was wasn't it a cameo because he got the full 40, 45 minutes, but uh, O'Reilly then I think Taylor again. I think Taylor had a brilliant match as well. He was. Almost at times he was playing like a number eight. It was he was in the middle of the park and it was it was just somebody was on the ball. You're like, oh, that's actually Greg Taylor's almost like in the eight and ten eight or ten position. So and never once did I think he looked out of place or did they get caught uh, going backwards. But I so I'd have to say O'Reilly and Taylor for me. But like Ross said, it was for winning seven 0 There was not it, it wasn't there wasn't standout performance really. Apart, there was nobody who going, what, apart from my other side, there was nobody who went, wow, what a fucking game he had. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Brown's come in here. McGregor is to Ansball what Pilo was to UV and Xavi was to Tiki Taka. He's our metronome in there and dictating the pace. I would agree with that. Absolutely, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. A good analogy as well, metronome dictating the pace. Um, Uncle Lawrence has come in. Hi, boys. Do you think mm-hmm. with us not playing midweek will be our advantage on Sunday? I would say so. I think they're giving the players the extra rest at their legs because, I mean, as we've seen, they're, they're, they're running, it's non-stop constantly, so I'm sure they'll still be training, obviously, mm-hmm. but having, having the, 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 the sort of no playing midweek could just give them a wee bit extra rest. I would say that that's fair. It could, but uh, then if Rangers get a good result on Thursday, their tails could be up and it's, it's one of them. You'd want nah. to, in a way, I would rather be playing in Europe, but at the same time, a week off, I think, has beneficial at this stage and stuff but uh, I would much rather be playing Europe if I'm honest with you. See I'm indifferent I mean I, I think we said at the start of this season Europe wasn't a priority winning the league was uh, isn't and, it, but it doesn't mean I didn't want to win it of course you want to win it but where, where we are at this stage of the season we're still on course for a treble we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're running away new we're, we're, we're taking a lead in the league uh, I, I just I think it's I'm not fussed about Europe this year uh, William, uh, I would, um, go for it. I was just going to say, I'd kind of agree with that. Uh, I, I know what Franny's saying. Of course, you want to be in Europe if, if possible. But if, if you 
take the, the start of the season into account. I looked at the start of the season and thought, if we can, if we can get this league title back, phenomenal. If we can add a, a cup to that, even better. I always thought Europe was a bit of a stretch this year, uh, and I think we did give a good. Uh, I think for the most part we gave a good account of ourselves. I know we lost a, a lot of goals in that group, uh, but we we scored a lot of goals as well, and I think we're becoming a more secure team. Uh, like we've touched on and I mean my only worry going back to that like Champions League thing is this team is it going to be equipped and stuff to uh, like we are improving all the time but it wasn't that long ago that we played Bodo Glimt and I know we didn't play well in the two games and we, we can play a hell of a lot better than what we did but they really took us apart and I mean they are a very good side Bodo Glimt but there'll be better teams that we'll face next season in this Champions League if and when we get into it. And I just hope that we keep improving and we don't turn in two performances like we did against them because we will get found out if we do. But at the same time, if we keep playing the way we're playing and improving the way we're improving, there's not many teams that want to face Celtic at Parkhead. No, definitely not. I think that's a fair statement. You want to add to that, Francis? Uh, I think he's kind of summed that up all right. I know, actually, I forgot <laughs> what the question was anyway, John. So. Uh, I'm just going to have a tangent all night, man. You're getting as bad as me for that, Ross. Okay. <laughs> By the way, just shout out to William. William was meant to be on the night. Francis obviously stepped in in his place. Thanks for that, Francis. William's mm-hmm. no... He's, he's been hit with about the man flu, so I hope you're feeling better, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're ready to party on Sunday when yeah, you're hosting us. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, all be, we'll all be going live for the shed. Big boat of chili and the go and everything, man. Oh, no, it's maybe it's barbecue, barbecue weather. I thought, well, uh, weather dependent, it could be chili or burgers. Like he's off or not, by the way, I told him the other night that I, I like rocket with my chili. I'm no one any of that Doritos shit. So, a couple of other things to touch on. Obviously, we mentioned uh, we're going to cover the, the, the cup game this weekend in depth on Friday. Um, it's going to be a full panel, excluding me. I'm not. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be available. But everybody else in the podcast will be on uh, to talk about the game. Uh, so it'll be a cracking episode. We'll, it'll be eight o'clock Friday. So make sure you tune in for that. But obviously, post uh, split fixers have been announced. We know exactly where we stand now uh, coming into these games. So we'll just run through them quickly. Um, and we, we we spoke about this before we before we we went live, boys. It, the, the, the toughest game, at least on paper for us, is the one, the first game Sunday, April 24th at Ross County away. Would you agree with that? Still in that sort of mindset? I, that, I is that, not, is that? I uh, know, I, we have struggled up, we did struggle up there uh, earlier on and stuff and they are uh, they have played well and they're good at home and stuff but uh, if you win that game I would say the next like the Rangers game would be a lot at Parkhead is the toughest game because what's at stake? I know mathematically, obviously, this is if Rangers actually win their game, which I fully expect, I think they're at home in Motherwell, so I would fully expect them to get the three points in that game. Yeah, that brings us uh, obviously. Can I just say as well, you mentioned that the game is Sunday, May 1st. I don't, I've, I've not done the math, so I've not tried to work any out, but I've seen a few people float and say if we beat Ross County, we could potentially win the league. Only if they just drop points. They need to drop points. Mathematically, but, but, like if we, aye. if both teams win, 
Nick, uh, their, their first game after the split, then we beat them on nine points with 90 play with a, with a plus yeah, a goal, goal difference. So, the, I mean, the league is as good as all of them, but mathematically, we could mathematically potentially... Still lost. Mathematically, you could still have not won the league, but... Aye. But I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they, they made it, the second fixture, aye. because because of I that... I thought they just like, tried to take everything out. Aye, aye. Make, everything it, out. Make, it the, make it the first game, although even if we win it, with, you would struggle aye. to lose nine points aye. with 12 to play, but mathematically, like we say, it's, it's no done. The only reason I think that possibly that they never made it the first game is because it would have meant we'd have played them two weeks in a row. Uh, Ken, the, the semi-final this weekend and then possibly. the following week. Uh, that, that's the only reason. But uh, uh, it would be amazing if they dropped something against Motherwell and we we, we beat them at Parkhead and won the league. Uh, oh, uh, man. I would, uh, I would be... You know, I mean, regardless Absolutely. if they drop Anything. I'm I'm getting in the motor on the the morning of the game, <laughs> and I'm playing the so much love right out the windies and driving all around about the place. And Dana Gerrard, just to first remind st- him. First stop, Hart Hill. Oh yeah, oh, Duck Allen. Duck Allen. He came to my house. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to his house. Oh, did he? Aye. 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 Uh, Brown. I don't. I I don't know how to take that comment, mate. But <laughs> 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 listen, if it, if it's keeping the works away, it's fine. Um, don't be slagging off the beats today. They're actually they're not even as good as beats, Daniel. Is this what you want to start picking on my headphones now? Uh, it's because you look like Hector the Tax Man with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a baseball card, by the way. Uh, know that wee bowler number. Uh, it's because of the lighting. Uh-huh. Is that what I, just, it's with the angle of it as well, I think. Uh, <laughs> Other other fixtures that have been announced, obviously May the first, Celtic v Rangers. Uh, that's a twelve o'clock kick off. Saturday, May seventh, uh, we're at home uh, to Hearts. Twelve o'clock kick off. Wednesday, May the eleventh, we're away. Dundee United, half seven at night kick off. I don't understand these fucking weird midweek kickoff mm-hmm. times. Uh, and Saturday, May fourteenth, uh, home to Motherwell, uh, quarter past twelve kick off. And every game, Francis, you said every game is on Sky. I think they're on Sky uh, Sports. Four, four of the five. The one, Ross County one, I think, is I think it's the Ross County one's the only one that isn't it. Nah, Weirdly, Sky, <laughs> the, the, the Sky will still probably fall about twenty-five games short of what they. Uh, I, know. I know. Mental. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, oh, what a call! <laughs> uh, so a couple of other things just to talk about obviously one of the big talking points at the minute um, just to start wrapping things up is the introduction of VAR uh, the vote has been I think it's been collated they're doing the vote on the April 19th um, so that's coming up pretty soon as it stands what I'm led to believe what I've read I've taken a couple of notes all 42 senior sides need to cast their vote to pass the vote needs to have support for at least nine uh, Scottish Premiership sides, and then 15 clubs for the Championship, 15 for League One, and 15 for League Two. Uh, and a yes vote would obviously give them the green light for the system introduced in this Premiership uh, at the latter stages uh, of the Premier Sports Cup following the World Cup in late 2022. Now, this has been, we've saw VR obviously come into introduction in England. I think by and large, most people think it just ruins the game. It, it takes away the sort of natural flow of the game and 
as we've seen VAR, it's supposed to come in and help decisions, correct decisions be made. But time and time again, we're seeing incorrect decisions being made. Ross, what's your thoughts on the introduction of VR? Do you think, one, first of all, personally, what do you think about VR as a whole? Should it be implemented in Scotland? And what do you think the effects it's going to be if it is? Um, I think when you watch it down in England and that, I, I think when 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 they get the decisions right, if the, if the referees made the wrong decision and then they get it right, it, it is... When the referees maybe made a mistake on the park and uh, VAR rectifies it and gets it right and it, it, it does what it's supposed to do, it can it can be good, but like like you've said, it stems it stops the flow of the game. Uh, you maybe get a goal and then you're away celebrating and the next minute it's chopped off. Uh, for me, I think that regardless, uh, the the re- like regardless of it being brought in here, I think the refs will still get it wrong. I just think, uh, and and people have said in the past, like the problem with referees is that they're no, uh, uh, like full time and all the rest of it. But I, I I don't even think it's that. I just think it's human human error and. Like the the refs are just no good. Even down south, like they're full time, they get things wrong all the time. And uh, for me, yeah, every some people think, oh, maybe put the or oh, like the what's that word again? <laughs> Forgot the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's like the referees, yeah, Dean Rangers decisions, and that what's it starts with a C or something. Kind of mind. <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy, conspiracy. I'm, I'm saying yeah. I'm like, what, what the one? I'm like, Aye, but it, people think it will take away the conspiracy and that, but it's still the same refs. They're going to be in a studio wherever, or and they're still going to, for me, get decisions wrong. It happens, so it happens all the time down south. Like the referees don't want to. Like, like if they've made a decision on the park and then they get in the rear, like to go and have a look at it at the side of the park or whatever, they always change it. Mm-hmm. And like, even even if you can clearly see, like it wasn't a penalty or whatever, they still change their mind because they think, in in their head, I think they think, well, they've wrong, seen yeah. something. What have I done wrong? And then they just change it. I, I don't know. For me, I don't want it. I hope the I don't I'm not sure whether or not it is going to be a, a, a sort of closed door vote or if it is going to be public. I, I mean I don't know how these things are sort of run, but we know there's a date and we know that forty two clubs are going to be voting on it. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things, and Franny, I'll come to you in a minute for your opinion, but one of the biggest things we need to bear in mind is, and somebody mentioned it up here, I apologise, because I did read the comment of just uh, Joe Finlay. Uh, I know it's a bit tight. Why are fees not being split evenly? And more to the point, why is the national bodies not coughing up? And it's a valid point, because what the uh-huh. SPFL, and what the, what the sort of the suits in the hierarchy have kind of decided is, they've promised at least the, 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 the sort of the smaller teams in Scotland that they're going to pursue a, a sponsor in an attempt to sort of offset the financial impact that's going to have on the smaller clubs or the, the poorer clubs in Scotland. Um, 
and they seem absolutely confident or increasingly confident as as, as they're being quoted as saying that the the clubs will vote in favour of it despite all that Uh, and I think that I I was reading that the estimated annual costs are going to be around about 1.4 million um, and in terms of premiership clubs uh, the contribution is going to be based on league placing so if you're finishing first in the league and, and and this is another thing where we differ greatly for England, right? You look at the amount of money they actually make for winning the league. It is by far and away, it, it's ridiculous amounts. And we, we we are nowhere near that level. And I don't know, what's, what's the exact, what's the fee for winning the league? What Do, do you know where I it is? Does anybody know? And, I think I have it two and a half or something. Aye, something like that. Aye, aye it's ridiculous. And 1.4 million of that, obviously, is going to need to be paid to cover the cost of bar. SPFL, or at least the... The, the the sort of the, the, the Scottish football setup isn't going to be paying for it themselves. They've got to try and find sponsors to to cover some of the costs. They're not going to cover it all, but it's reported that uh, league winners uh, would be covering at, at least sixteen percent of the cost. In second place, about eleven and a half, and then it being incremental, dropping incrementally, doing through obviously the, the, the Premier League clubs. That that's absolutely ridiculous. What's your thoughts on that, Francis? I think it's better that. Not everybody's taking equal an equal share. Of it. Like I'm not expecting championship teams to be paying for it, especially when it's not going to be in that league. It's just got to be in the, the Premiership. <coughs> but by that token as well, I can't be expecting a St Johnston that to pay like four or five hundred grand a week for it. So it's it's one of them. I do. I, th- I think it's more sort of the governing body should be looking to try and cover it all. Without actually then making it incremental, try and at least maybe say every team in the league has to pay X amount and we'll cover the rest. Where it's not really put obviously Celtic and Rangers side, it's not really putting any team in any financial sort of a struggle, so to speak. It's not going into that. But as for VAR, I, I think it, I think it will come, and it just it seems natural that it will come. I, I don't want personally, I don't want it to come. I think it's bad for them, like. Although down in England, I think they've or throughout they've done like check studies, and I think before VAR refs were about ninety six percent correct. And I think, why do you need to be as stupid as it sounds? Why do you need to be perfect? It's that we element of doubt the human error is is what I like, and I think with VAR they've got up to ninety nine percent, which again to then argue when you're getting ninety nine percent of decisions right to then argue to say you don't want it seems a bit stupid. But I just I, I didn't want it and. I know Ross said about uh, professional referees. Probably, I, personally, I, don't, I, I think you should be aiming to get professional referees before you worry about VAR. I don't. I'm not saying like that's the answer to all our problems, but I think our refereeing right now is just a poor, poor standard. And I think you should actually be looking more to try and get professional referees. But spend that money to try and make these guys professional. It's where. It's their livelihood because at the end of the day, they have a bad performance. There's no real consequences. They're still picking up their wages. They'll still get the same level of game the following week. But if you make it professional where there's punishment for being bad, like a bad performance, then you you should, in theory, get a better standard of referee. So I would I would be more want to use that money to go towards making these guys professional, giving them proper training, and then maybe further down the line look at bad. But I think it's got to be VAR instead of where these uh, amateur referees running it. No, you're absolutely right. I think the comment um, about the, the standard of refereeing in this league 
is is paramount to this conversation because VR is one VR VAR sake man VAR uh, is one thing entirely. But we, you're right, we've still no we've still no worked out this problem within Scotland in terms of the actual level of refereeing here. Now, through since we started this podcast, I have been extremely vocal on what I think about the the Scottish referees. We've all had opinions on it. And I think that the standard of refereeing in this country is fucking abysmal, straight up. And it's it's and like you said, there there are no even full time referees in England. You've got full time referees taking control of VAR and still getting decisions wrong. I mean, they're still making outlandish calls. Uh, and up here, you've got, and I'm I'm going to say it, and I stand by it. They're biased as fuck. They are. And this whole pish about conspiracies and all that, I don't want to hear it because we know that the guys where their allegiances lie, and it's evident. And I've said it numerous, numerous times, and you made a very, very valid point there, Francis. It's before we even consider getting VAR in, which I don't want because it does sort of kill off the game. And one of the things, at least, that we have that English games don't have these days is that sort of passion and stuff like that. They, that sort of free flowing football. Where there's none of the shit. It's it, it, the stops and play. It's just you take it as it's given. And it, there's just an element to it, and it adds to the, the game up here. And I think VAR is going to kill that off. But you're absolutely 100% right. The standard of refereeing in this country needs to improve. They need to start either getting in foreign referees in some capacity that have no allegiances to any clubs up here because this is a goldfish bowl, and we know that people are bigots, and it's just the way it is. It's just life here. There's no point in denying it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I think people called us out before and they were saying shit like, are you honestly suggesting that these people, you you, you calling into question their integrity? A hundred fucking percent. I'm not, why lie? Why sugarcoat it? Why try and play? Do you know what I mean? It's like devil's advocate and all the rest of it. It's pish. It's, it's I, an absolute joke. I'm sorry, I, I, just, I, I just put the kettle on there. I was about to stay that noise. I know. But no, I, mean, I think the standard of refereeing does. And another thing that you mentioned there, Francis, which I fully agree with, Ross, I'll let you speak in just a second. Oh, yeah, I'm going right. to It's my turn to go after a tangent. You mentioned like penalties for referees for having poor performances because as it stands, referees are untouchable. You can't. Managers and players aren't allowed to come out and say there was a poor refereeing performance after the game because they get reprimanded. And it's it's ridiculous that you can't. You don't have a say against it. And the, the SPFL and everything back them. And I, it's absolutely ridiculous, Ross. On you go. Um, I've just sort of. T- I mean, you're touching on. We all know that the the standard of refereeing in this country is poor, but I think the standard of refereeing all around the world is is no great. A lot of it's human error, and I, I know you're saying about the conspiracies, and you're saying it definitely there is there is bias. I, I mean, this season, last season. Uh, to me, there, there there does look at times to be but the amount of penalties that Rangers get is incredible. But and I understand like Franny saying like you want the referees to go professional. I I get that. I totally do. But would it would it make them any better? No, for me. Like I've said, the English referees are professional. They now. And they've got VAR at their disposal, and they're still getting a number of decisions wrong, even yeah. with the benefit of video evidence, like replay after replay. The only time that they get it one hundred percent right 
is with the offside <laughs> because they've got the lines. Even that regardless, of, the, I, the 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 VAR is great, right? But the, it it's a computer thing, but there's still human error involved in it, and yep. the referees continually, for me, get things wrong, and they're professional and they've got VAR at their disposal, like I've said, and I just think if if we bring in VAR and we make the refs professional, it'll still be the same. Is what it is down south, because they'll 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 follow that model rather than mm-hmm. like Europe, uh, and it'll be the the conspiracy theories will be even worse because the the video evidence will be there. The referee will have watched it, and if they do it the way they do down south, they'll still get it wrong, and people will be going after them not. And <laughs> I just think, uh, just certainly. make refs professional if you want. That's fine. But just keep VAR away from your game because it's like most things in Scotland. We'll know you is it right, and it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll just it'll take away from the game. And yeah, I, 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 I just can't see many many good points there. As I say, there'll still be human error even with the video. So for me, just keep it the way it is. Free, I was going to say free phone football. We don't play that in Scotland all the time, but <laughs> that, a, a game that's no stop start, stop start all the time. But this is another because thing, Ross, because things. you look at the way Celtic are playing at the minute, right? Does, that's not going to play it because we are Aye. playing free flow and attacking football. And Aye. if you, you're bringing an implementing system, it's going to benefit other teams if you're constantly putting the brakes on or the, taking the momentum out of what we're doing. And I, again, you, you, you made a good point about professional referees, foreign referees aren't going to make a difference because we're going to do the exact same thing England the day and we're still going to make bad calls. But what worries me is, and very good point, by the way, about the, the, the stoke my momentum. I didn't even think of that. But the other good yeah. point you made, and I think it's a fantastic point, is the fact that, or, or one thing, the main thing to remember really is that we're going to be putting this control in the hands of people who can't be trusted as it is. And that worries me. Because I, I'm I'm 100% convinced, listen, none, nothing's going to change in terms of decisions. If anything, they're going to use every opportunity to try and, and, and uh, you can call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever the fuck it is you want to call me, but... They're, they're, You're a conspiracy it, theorist. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, going to, it's, going to, it's going to play into, it's going to be used primarily against us, and I can see it happen. Um... Some of the comments are absolutely class tonight, by the way. Uh, thanks to everybody who's st- stuck with us and still watching. Uh, let's see here. Would you want VAR if it was a winner take all game for the league and entry to Champions League and beating was the ref? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no way. So checking 20 penalty claims a game at Ibrox every week. I mean, th- th- listen, it's going to happen. Although, in saying that, if it's done right, then Rangers suffer as well because they're not getting all these shite calls that they're getting. Well, you things... made a you made a great point there about uh, like it's stopping our flow the way we play as well, John. I agree with that. I mean, you look at Joe Hart; he's like a man possessed trying to get that ball back when it goes nah. wide of the goal. Or that it's actually funny to watch. He, he's like, <laughs> oh, like give me the ball. He's just like running like a maniac, just grabbing. it's rapid, man. He's. He's like a man possessed, and again, uh, like that would take away for your game. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. What I would say is imagine there's a fill in the box in a derby game, play on, opposition scores on the counter, they pull back for VAR and that goal's chapped half. There will be murder. You can't well, even... Can just talk about how mental VAR is at the weekend. I don't know if he can remember it was... Salah had a shot in the Liverpool game and it nicked off... I don't know who the defender was, but ten a wee knuckle for Man City defender. It was as clear a corner as you'll ever see. Uh-huh. And the referee gave a bye kick. And then before the bye kick was taken, it got tilted to stop because it was a potential handball. And I'm like... I mean, it was Aye. never handball, but I'm like, what's that referee thinking right now? He's like, I Aye. just said it wasn't a corner. It was a blatant corner, and now they're checking for a penalty. And he's like, he's probably sitting there going, I hope this isn't a touch his hand because I'm just rang on two occasions. I've no gave a corner. Aye, and aye, a exactly. Aye. A I like, know. Aye, yeah, bang just, on. And I'm like, well, how can they no get a corner for that? The game's not started again. Surely they can go, I mean, you bought that rang, but it was it's a corner. It's mental. Aye. Aye. It's ridiculous, and I, I I don't want to dwell too much on it because it it, it what, I mean we're, no doubt we're going to discuss it in length come April nineteenth when the votes have been counted, uh, and we'll have a lot more to say on it depending on the vote as well. But um, I just want to say if 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 VAR does come in, something needs to be put through where the the structure on how VAR is is, is run is changed because putting it in the hands of the referee on the park shouldn't mm-hmm. be allowed. There should be a. a fucking fifth, sixth official or something on the sidelines with the telly in front of them who reviews the footage and then tells the referee, look, this is a decision before all this shit's done. None of this going to stop and look at tellies and all this other piss. Just have somebody there who can see it in real time, make a call and then get on with the game, I think. But then that, that sort of takes away the uh, control but- of the game that the the referee has to be in control of the game. He has to be the man that makes the decision. The I, no. I would rather the way you've just said. No, 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 the referees we've got, they don't. It's got to be the referee that's known Charles that week. It's got to be watching the telly. That you've got to be the guy Aye. watching the telly. Uh, see, see the referee. So say there was a ref, referee in Celtic St. Johnson for talking sake, right? Right. And he gets... He's, he's the referee in that game and then you didn't like him for whatever reason, and then he's the guy that's staying the monitor in the, the following game against Rangers. You want that guy being the monitor then because you just think he's a dick the, the week before. <laughs> By the way, that still might happen. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. I, I don't think they'll implement you, you barring no, that, no. that way. No, but you, you, there, there is still, there is still guys in a control room. and I think Aye, they, there will they, be, aye. I think it'll just be how the date and I'm Anyway, I want to get off this subject at the minute because it's railing really, really <laughs> me up. <laughs> uh, but I, guys, listen, uh, I mean, there's not really much else to say at the minute. We've, we've, we've discussed the game at length. We've went through all seven goals. We've talked about the VAR introduction, the post-split fixtures. Uh, next up, obviously, is the Cup semi-final on Sunday. Uh, we've got a big episode on Friday, as I said. All you guys, there's going to be Stephen, Ross, Francis, William, uh, Anthony are, are all going to be available uh, so it's got, it should be a cracking episode make sure you tune in at 8 o'clock any use what I add anything to this finally before we go um, no no I was trying to think of something sarcastic but mine went blank nah listen good episode enjoyed it correct Martin correct yeah. alright everybody who's watching if you haven't already done it yet please hit the subscribe button on YouTube 
Um, if you're Spotify listening man. on Spotify or anything else, go check us out on YouTube and subscribe, even if you don't watch us, just so we get the numbers up. <laughs> um, and I uh, thanks everybody for tuning in again. Great to see all you guys continue to stick with us. Seeing a lot of regular names coming up now. Uh, and the, the, like I said, some of the chat and the, the comments have been fantastic. A good laugh. Uh, Ross, I was just going to say, <laughs> do, do you want to say a, do you want a wee bit of self-promo before we go? No, I've still got a paintbrush on. Fuck him. Uh, I've got uh, mine. I got a roller. Got you one. got a roller, kid. There you go. <laughs> yeah, see, I ain't got any sense. John got one. <laughs> no, honestly, brown. <laughs> I, uh, Ross, do, do you want to say anything about it? Uh, no, I just sort of said what, what what's needed on Friday. There, uh, it's evident that it's a painting decorating company. Uh, if you're looking for painting done, I'm your man. <laughs> so aye, if you've got a house that needs decorated, rooms that need decorated, there's your guy. You might be waiting a while, but he's fully booked. Aye. But that, that's your man. Aye, but y- you know, you, that's when you know they're good when they're in demand and they're busy. Aye, he's always a cunt. There's Brian Warrior. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Need aye, to cut that, Francis. Uh, that was bleeped. That was bleeped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but aye, uh, thanks again, everybody, uh, and we'll catch you on Friday. Hey, hey.